Stampede. Garner is at number 103, recorded 620, 2021. The place where I now live overlooks a swamp. And to be honest, when they told me the apartment I was moving into had a swamp right next door, I was encouraged by that because the farm I lived on most of my life had a bog and it had in and around it nearly every mammal common to North America except for moose, elk, bear, mountain goats, and wolves. The largest predators were coyotes, fox, mink, and ferrets, and it had lots of different bird species. So when I wake up in the morning, I'm happy with the thought I can look out my window and see 
a natural, biologically diverse system. I might say my feelings aren't shared by my fellow neighbors. They all feel the swamp should be filled in, and at the least a tennis court should be erected. By and large, if they could, they'd insist that a golf course be designed, bulldozing tons of dirt, building sand traps, smooth putting greens, and long fairways for knocking their little white balls. And, yeah, they hate the swamp, and especially all the creatures that live in it. It's particularly true for a woman named Tammy, who insists on sitting out on her little patio, sunbathing, cussing at the mosquitoes that find her easy prey. Good morning, Tammy. Lovely morning, isn't it? What's good about it? I'm being attacked by the swamp. Oh, it's not that bad, Tammy. Just look at these welts where those mosquitoes have bitten me. Well, the mosquitoes have gained function. What do you mean? Actually, the only function a mosquito has in life is to draw blood. What are you saying? Sunbathing by the swamp can only invite the mosquitoes to fulfill their function. You might consider a mosquito repellent like off.
Now, the words gain of function have become important because when highly educated scientists describe the origins of COVID-19, gain of function is used to describe attempts at replicating a living thing. And you've achieved a functionality when producing something that lives. It's a little like that story about Dr. Frankenstein when he was able to gain function, bringing a corpse back to life. Well, that's what happens in laboratories when you produce a virus, gain of function. Now, there's something sinister about those words because when it comes to creating a virus, it's the term to describe you've been successful. In other words, there is a given path and acceptance that you've achieved the production of a virus that functions and is, roughly speaking, the definition of life. And that definition is that it's capable of reproducing. Gain of function incentivizes someone to achieve that process. Just as in reverse, the term gain of decommission, where something is dissolved, discontinued, brought to an end. Scientists and politicians have used a set of words to achieve an outcome. And if you believe COVID-19 was man-made, it gained functionality in the laboratory. It's a designer virus that has killed millions of people, and that shouldn't be dismissed as a one-time event. If China had a laboratory where gain-of-function of COVID-19 was achieved, you shouldn't be lulled into believing it is the only laboratory in the world that surreptitiously produced a killer. I can't provide evidence that other viruses are being secretly developed elsewhere, but I know there are words that describe when it can be achieved, and the risk is it's happening in lots of other places in the world, and probably here in America.
1975, the first multilateral disarmament treaty was entered into, and it banned the production of weapons of mass destruction. As of May 2021, 183 countries have become a party to that treaty. Four countries have signed the agreement, but not ratified it. Another 10 countries have neither signed or accepted the terms of the treaty. This multilateral agreement begins with the words, and I quote, a biological weapon would be repugnant to the conscience of mankind, end quote. And yet, verification to determine if any nation has violated that treaty doesn't exist. It's not entirely clear what the consequences of a country, or for that matter, a private entity, were to be found to have produced or entered into the research for developing a biological weapon. These weapons may be outlawed by 183 countries, but as a practical matter, there's no way of punishing a country for producing them. And this raises the obvious question. Did COVID-19 man-made gain a function in China and was not the result of a natural virus transmitted by an animal? And if so, was it intentionally released? At this point, no one is willing to investigate the origins of COVID-19, even though it has killed millions of people and hasn't been stopped. The effects socially, economically, and even militarily have yet been determined. And to be frank about this, even with the emergency for vaccinations, this virus may never be completely eradicated. And one has to wonder if someone or something is responsible for having gained functionality of COVID-19, even for those who have contracted this disease and have survived. We don't know what complications it can have on the human body later in life. This, by any measure, has been an historic event, and the world is holding its breath because of the origin and the motives for its appearance have yet to be assessed.
The future is what I try to predict, and it comes from our past and present condition. Leaders have openly stated future pandemics are coming, and there's good reason to believe they're right. I'm not a scientist, a geneticist. I can't give you all the facts. And in getting to the truth for the facts about COVID-19 is hard enough to find. So what I'm going to suggest may be very difficult to prove. All evidence suggests COVID-19 is a manufactured virus. It gained functionality and it became a virus capable of infecting humans with deadly consequences. Why it was created is a question to be answered. But since I think it was developed in a laboratory, allow me to suggest what a future virus might be. If refined and specifically targeted to attack certain human populations while leaving others unaffected, it could be considered a perfect weapon. If that's true, and such a biological weapon could be made, its application could only exist with identifying a genetically uniform and isolated population. There are only a few countries with that technological knowledge and are genetically isolated that could produce such a virus. I'm not in the business of accusing anyone or any country of harboring that idea. It's difficult enough of accusing China of having produced COVID-19. And certainly COVID-19's release into the human population of the world doesn't serve any positive purpose. No, if it did come from a Wuhan laboratory, it probably was a mistake. However, it is a curious thing to see how it spread. And one thing is certain, if the next virus is capable of attacking specific human populations while being ineffective in infecting others, some country will use it. An isolated country with strong genetically uniform population will have a built-in immunity from a smart virus.
like I said at the top of the show, they moved me to a new apartment. And one of the attractions for me was I would be near a swamp. Lots of people don't like swamps. But you know what? I'm more trusting in knowing all the things that make up the swamp, the natural swamp, not the human swamp that exists. There's good reason to believe future pandemics are coming, and most likely they'll come from viruses created in laboratories. COVID-19 has done a number in the world and it's not about to be eradicated completely soon, if ever. All indications are it didn't come from nature. It didn't come from a swamp, a forest, a savanna, a desert, or an ocean. No, it came from us and what we do there are a lot of dangerous places in this world, and one of them is cities. City planners have nothing on the daily plans that work out each day by the inhabitants of the natural world. No, plans in nature go back a long way, and there are rules that can't be ignored or violated. But that's not how it is with us. We have a shared DNA with the natural world, and we no longer live in harmony with it. We've violated the very meaning where we came from, and now we threaten our very own species. Nothing in nature will destroy its own unless faced by circumstances. Yes, we kill our own, and we say we do it out of principle. You want me to entertain you, to make you forget what troubles you have. I won't do that. I can't do that, because I see what you've become. You've lost your place. You've become too dangerous to yourself. This week on Garner Isn't, you first heard a cut of Graham Revell's composition, Birth of a Legend, from the 1994 movie The Crow. Then more from The Birth of a Legend, followed by Patrick Doyle's Frankenstein album version, Evil Stitched in Evil.
and then music from Abel Korzenayaski's Poison from the movie Penny Dreadful, a 2014 release. Then Maure Ravel, Her Eyes So Innocent, from The Crow. And finally, David Rousseau and Graham Ravel's work, Penguin Strikes, from the TV series Gotham. Stampede, written and performed by Edward Garner in Morro Bay and Paso Robles, California.